This is 100 Days of Dante, a podcast journey through Dante's divine comedy, one canto at a time. Join us online at 100daysofdante.com. Let's read together. Canto 18 begins with Dante trying to temper the bitter message of his exile with the sweetness of Beatrice's consolation and ends with him arriving at the heaven of Jupiter called the Temperate Star because of its position between hot Mars and cold Saturn. This will be the canto, then, where we see Dante moderate his thoughts, come to terms with his fate, and understand both the suffering and glory of his calling as poet. As Dante seeks comfort in the paradise of Beatrice's eyes, we might describe his search with an expression used by the romantic poet Percy Shelley. Shelley, who fled personal scandal in his native England and found refuge and solace in Italy and in the legacies of exiled Italian poets such as Dante and Tasso, described Italy as a paradise of exiles. Paradise of exiles. The phrase is a curious and paradoxical one. From the very beginning, the human condition has been marked by a collective and definitive exile from paradise. What would it mean for an exile to achieve paradise? I would suggest that the answer is through a second exile from the original exile, not in the manner of Cain, who is doubly exiled for his crime, but in the manner of those saints who renounce the world for hope of heaven. The book of Hebrews catalogs such heroes of the faith, men and women who become strangers and wanderers on earth, who endure persecution and martyrdom, who long for a better country, a heavenly one. Scripture tells us the world was not worthy of them. Like the wandering heroes of Hebrews, and also like those who appear on the cross of Mars, warriors like Joshua, Charlemagne, and Godfrey, whose mission is promised and holy lands, Dante's exile is a kind of martyrdom, a chance to lay down worldly associations and ambitions, and to take up a new spiritual homeland and a poetic crusade. The figure of the exile is often characterized by a duality. As in Dante's case, there is great resentment for the betrayal of expulsion. And yet no one loves and longs for home like the one who has been excluded from its comforts and fellowship. With these two impulses, and with the perspective and freedom afforded by distance and time, the exile is often led to fulfill a prophetic role, denouncing the faults of the homeland, but always with the sorrow of nostalgia and deep attachment. Lord Byron, in his poem The Prophecy of Dante, compares Dante to Christ, uniting them through their shared experience of exile. Jesus, who describes himself as one who has no place to lay his head, also displays the dual passions of the exile. He decries the hypocrisy and corruption of the religious leaders, but he also mourns and weeps over Jerusalem, saying, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often I have longed to gather your children together, as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you are not willing. It is Christ who links the experience of exile with the life of the prophet when he says, a prophet is without honor in his own town 
and in his own home. Dante's exile, then, functions as a sign and mark that legitimates his calling to a prophetic poetry in the tradition of Christ and of many of the Old Testament prophets. And so it is meaningful that it is only after hearing the prophecy of his exile that Dante gazes into Beatrice's ever brighter eyes and finds himself transported to the heaven of Jupiter, the sphere where God's divine justice is illuminated. There, the brilliant souls of the just join in song as they put on a light show of gold lights against the silver backdrop of Jupiter. As they move together, they form letters, which become words and then images. I picture them as a kind of heavenly marching band, dazzlingly arrayed, playing music, and moving effortlessly in and out of formation on a celestial field. They form D, then I, then L, eventually spelling out in Latin the first verse of the Book of Wisdom of Solomon, Love, Justice, you who judge the earth. On reaching the last letter, M, which many scholars read to stand for Monarchia, the title of Dante's political treatise, in which he argues for the Holy Roman Empire and for its autonomy from the authority of the church, more lights join the M to make a lily and then an eagle, a symbol of empire and of justice. This spectacle reveals to Dante that heavenly justice is the source of all justice on earth. And yet the rays of heavenly justice are obscured on earth by the corruption of the church. He condemns the papacy for writing excommunications as a means of waging war, only to then revoke those excommunications as a means of extorting money. Dante, who will learn in exile the salty taste of the bread of others is charity, is affronted by the church's withholding of the bread of communion from those beloved of God. With bitter sarcasm, he imagines the Pope denying knowledge of the fishermen and Pauli, belittling epithets for Peter and Paul, while professing a devotion to John the Baptist, who is surely the only martyr remembered by the Pope, because the florin, the gold coin of Florence, bears his image. As Dante prays that heaven's wrath may descend once more upon all those who buy and sell within the temple, he himself follows Christ in overturning money tables and working to restore the church from a den of robbers to a house of prayer. Through his exile and through his writing, he bears the cost of speaking and fighting for justice. He too becomes a martyred prophet. While those in Inferno suffer for eternity and those in Purgatory suffer to be cleansed, Paradise is the inheritance of those who suffer on earth while longing for their heavenly homecoming. As shown even in the life of Christ, the path to glory is by way of the cross. Thank you for reading Dante's Divine Comedy with us. Continue the journey at 100daysofdante.com. 100 Days of Dante is brought to you by the Baylor University Honors College with support from the Torrey Honors College at Biola University, the Templeton Honors College at Eastern University, the University of Dallas, Whitworth University, and Gonzaga University in Florence.